0: Hello and thank you for listening to the Daily Rejoicing Podcast. We've been going through the book of Psalms. In the last two episodes, we've been in Psalm 29. And this is such a really unique and interesting chapter in which David describes a thunderstorm and he describes the thunder as the voice of the Lord. Psalm 29.1 says, Given to the Lord, O ye mighty, given to the Lord glory and strength, given to the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to calve, and discovereth the forests. And in his temple doth every one speak of his glory. Yesterday we looked at those verses 3 through 9. Friday, we looked at verses 1 and 2. If you're just tuning in, you might want to listen to those as well, if you're interested in those verses. But today, we'll conclude the chapter in verses 10 and 11 in Psalm 29. I'll read them first. The Lord sitteth upon the flood. Yea, the Lord sitteth king forever. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. What a great way to end this chapter. David has said that the voice of the Lord can best be described in nature as the thunder. You listen to the thunder and it rolls in and it's mighty and it's deafening. And when it's right over you, it's intimidating and it causes you to fall flat on your face, literally. And a lot of devastation can roll through. When there is a storm, a storm comes, a storm goes, and depending on the severity of the storm, somebody might look at what comes about and say, That was a terrible thing that happened. This community has experienced something terrible. And I wouldn't argue with any of that. But I want to tell you, as a Christian, as a believer, we see things differently. We do. We see things in our own life in a different light than the unbeliever, because the believer, the child of God, somebody who's trusted in the Lord, understands, or they, they ought to understand how powerful God is. They understand the sovereignty of God. And they understand that even when something bad comes about, God can still work His purposes, His will, even through all of that. We're talking about a literal storm here in Psalm 29. But let me just for a moment talk to you about a figurative storm. We all have storms that come into our life all the time. Everybody does. You do. I do. All God's children have storms. All the people on the earth who aren't God's children yet uh, uh, have storms. Everybody has storms. Everybody, everybody. And when those storms roll through, we can get discouraged, we can be intimidated. But if you and I understand the power of God, the glory, the majesty, the holiness of God, then we're able to see, even through the storm in our life, that God must be doing something. That God is doing what is right because we're worshiping the Lord in the beauty of holiness, remember that? And verse number nine, I believe, the beauty of his holiness, the beauty of holiness. Um look in verse number ten. Excuse me. That was verse that was number verse number two, the beauty of holiness. Verse number nine, we read that uh uh in his temple doth everyone speak of his glory. So he's holy, he's worthy of our glory. So verse number ten the Lord sitteth upon the flood. Now, before we go on there, I read, and I didn't read this in Hebrew, but I read a commentary i read that the hebrew word used for flood here in verse number 10 is the same word used to describe the flood of noah's day back in genesis in fact it's the only other place in the bible that particular word is used and translated flood here because what david is saying is even in Utter devastation, total and complete earth-destroying flood as in the flood of Noah's day, God is sitting upon that situation. Nobody would argue that the Lord was in the flood of Noah's day. He orchestrated it because he's holy. He did what was right. He also provided a way of grace. He provided an escape. For a hundred years, Noah preached righteousness, and he invited any and all who would to get into the ark. Of course, this is a type of Christ. The door is a type of Christ. Only one way. Everybody is welcome, but very few chose the way of salvation from that devastation because of sin, because violence covered the whole face of the earth. And everybody perished except for Noah, And his family. And you could look at that and you could think about it and you could take a perspective and say, wow, how cruel of God. No, no, no. How gracious of God. How just of God. How holy of God. Because everyone else was filled with violence and everything that they only thought about and did was only evil continually. God and his righteousness and his holiness, the beauty of his holiness, had to judge, and yet God, in his grace, his graciousness, provided a free way of escape if they would just believe the preacher of righteousness, Noah, and get on the ark. Isn't that something? And that flood, that devastation that cleansed the earth, the Lord sitteth upon the flood. Yea, it goes on in verse 10, Psalm 29, yea, the Lord sitteth king forever. God is always doing right, and God is powerful. Uh, We know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them are the called according to his purpose. Uh, It goes on in Romans 8, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, For thy sake were killed all the day long, were counted as sheep for the slaughter? Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature, shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And in the storms of life, we can be sure that the Lord sitteth upon the flood, and yea, the Lord sitteth king forever. Verse number 11, the Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. And so even as the utter devastation, it seems like, is happening all around you, And the storm of life is rolling in. Hey, remember that your loving heavenly father, he is only going to do what's best for you. He is only going to do right. He is only, can only be good. And here's what he offers to his people. Here's what he offers. If you're a believer, you're a child of God, you're one of his own. Here's what the Lord offers you today. Strength. And peace. Even though the storm is mighty, it's scary, the lightning crashes, it's terrifying, it's far reaching, it's everywhere. But to his people, the Lord gives strength and the Lord gives peace. Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither Let it be afraid.